Welcome to In The Paint. I'm your host, Daniel Ortez. And today, we have another special bonus podcast. This time featuring Dribbling Dimes. I was on their podcast. We had a wide-ranging, deep, deep, extremely deep interview where I opened up about my entire life. Normally, we just do NBA stuff. We talk basketball, but this podcast had a little basketball in it, in it but then it turned and then you know we started talking about my life and my situations my dealings with mental health and i would like to salute manny from dribbling dimes for allowing me the platform to speak and open up and talk about my life with that being said let's get into it Gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. As a youngin', this Queensbridge product ran tournaments in his neighborhood park using the spaces in between the monkey bars as baskets. A raw talent, he grew and developed into a low post barbarian unstoppable in his pursuit of wiping the glass clean and getting his textbook putbacks. The bulk of his playing days were spent on the streetball circuit where he earned the nickname The Guardian. When his brother made it to the league, the family headed west to the great state of Indiana where he found himself practicing with NBA pros giving them the business, his brother included. Throughout, he struggled with depression and has been in some dark places but with the help of his bride-to-be and the love of his family, he's been able to work through terrible times to get himself to a happier place. On this episode of Dribbling Dimes, it's a pleasure to share the basketball journey of Daniel Artest. All right, cool. What up, this is Manny Digital, and today I'm joined by Queensbridge finest, Mr. Daniel Artest. Yes, thanks for having me, man. Yo, I, usually I get into a little bit more people's background and all that, but I, I think we're going to get there. So I don't want to give too much of like a resume before we dive into it. Okay, I'm with it. Um, so, yo, first and foremost, I got to give you props, my man, because um, you came and, and hit me up and was like, yo, I, I, I love what y'all guys are doing yeah. on, on Instagram. And you don't know how that touched me because... Yeah. I, you know, I hear people talk about it and, and you know mention what the podcast is. You know, this this is a project that I took on with my brother just to like have conversations about New York area basketball. Yes, and we're no media people. We don't have media training. Like this is just us off the cuff, yeah. really and truly trying to understand everybody's journey. Yeah, right. Well, you know, y'all doing great things. I was, I was following y'all for a minute now, and then 
I actually went on the Apple podcast and I seen everything that you had. So I was just skimming through and skimming through and skimming through. And then um, when y'all had Carl Nickerson and his brother up here and his dad, then I was just like, all right, cool. This this is what's up. So I was like, I kind of was like, let, let me get on it, but let me not actually be on it. Let me say, <laughs> let me let me let me shout y'all out. But um, then that's why I added y'all in with my boy uh, Combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, shout so, out, shout out to Combo. Yeah, man. one two Combo. Yeah, podcast. one two Combo. Yeah, exactly. Me and him, we went to junior college. We went to Westchester together. Oh, okay. So dope. yeah, so um. I, I watch, I listen to his and I listen to yours. And so, you know, here we are today. I appreciate that, bro. Yo, and, and you know, like you just mentioned, like you didn't want to ask to be on, but you want to be on. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want people, because especially people that actually played or have some significance yeah. within New York basketball, like, yo, approach me, bro. Yeah. I want to capture as many of these stories yeah. as I can. I feel like my, my New York story, it wasn't that long because I moved out of New York. Yeah. But I know, like, growing up, like when I did play, um, my peers, I know that they respect me for what I brought to the table when I played. So I feel like I do have a, a, a piece in New, in New York City basketball. Stop for a second. Yeah. Okay. You were born and raised in Queensbridge. Yes. That's it. It doesn't <laughs> matter if you never touched a basketball in your life here. Yeah. And you did it everywhere else. There's a basketball story, bro. And Facts. it started here. Facts. Facts. <laughs> so let's jump in because I, I typically like to start understanding kind of where the love of basketball entered your life. Okay. Right? Yeah. Do you remember when that was? Yeah, I definitely do. Seeing my dad play basketball growing up um, in, in Queensbridge, mm. um, seeing, you know, just watching Ron, following Ron wherever he was at at the time, you know, just watching him play ball, my friends. You know, I'm the only one in Queensbridge that learned how to play basketball. We didn't have a basketball court growing up on my block on 10th Street. Okay. It was Jungle Gym. So I learned how to play basketball on the Jungle Gym and trash cans. So the little stairs, not to say the monkey bars, you were yeah, shooting the monkey yep, bars? Yeah, I was shooting the monkey bars or in a trash can. Wow. Yep. Because we couldn't go on the other block because it was so violent over there on right. 12th Street and Vernon. Right. So uh, my mom and my dad were like, hey, you got to stay on the, you, know, you got to stay close. <laughs> so, so, wait, so when your older brother was, when Ron, 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 yeah. Ron on our test, when he was practicing and training, like the, the legend is, he'd be out there with your pops. Yeah, yeah. All, all hours. Was all that hours. on 12th and Vernon? That was on 12th Street. God. Yeah, it. that was okay. on 12th Street. Okay. So you was prohibited from going there. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, Shit got too yeah. hot. Yeah, it was, it was crazy growing up back then, you know? Yeah. You know, Vernon and 12th Street had beef. But 10th Street is in the middle. So this is Vernon. This is 12th Street. 10th Street is in the middle. So, you know what I mean? Like, they'll go around and do whatever they do. Right. But you can't. You couldn't go on their blocks back in those days. Gotcha. So I just learned how to play on the jungle gym. So literally, that was your training ground? That was my training ground. And yep. how, I mean, how often were you there? I was out there all the time. Um, if I can re recall, I remember, and when people that, that listen to this that's from Queens remember, I played in so many basketball tournaments that I had T-shirts and colors multiple times over. So I had about five brown shirts. If I had like five white shirts, you know, I used to run my own basketball tournaments on the jungle gym. Oh, yeah, we had stat keepers. You, I, I wasn't. Right. <laughs> I thought you was talking about generally. You went to so many tournaments. You talking about in the jungle gym area? In the you jungle gym. I was throwing my own basketball tournaments in the jungle gym. <laughs> I had the score and the time and stuff like that. I used to do the time clock in my head, and then I had the, the score sheet in my hand and yeah, everything. You were like creative, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and people was coming out like you had teams playing. Yeah, it was coming out. Oh, it was coming shit. out. It was all on my block though. Yeah, but doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It was all coming out That's all crazy. the time. That's yep. crazy. What, what was one of the, like the highlights of those tournaments? The highlights was when um, I had my boy. His name was Solo, mm -hmm. and um. He scored like sixty three points, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, <laughs> were y'all doing ones, twos, threes? We was doing um, we was doing twos and threes. Okay. Yeah, so you um, anywhere in the black, 
part mat, of the of yeah. the mat was two points, obviously. But then when you step back on a little white, little concrete strip, that was a three, <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Because you basically had to shoot a flat shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly. That's Yeah. So, so all right. So, you practicing on that jungle gym was kind of like your where you define your love for the game. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. Okay. And then how does how – does, Daniel go from the jungle gym to like getting on a court in the neighborhood. Well, my first basketball team I ever got on was St. Rita's. Mm. Um, it was in St. Rita. That was my first time ever on a basketball court. Um, I wasn't good. I, I guess from what they said, thank you. I wasn't good, and um, that was a that was a vibe. That was like, yo, you trash. Is that yeah? I was that's, tra- a, that's I was, how they. Yeah. You think so? Oh, that's what they just said. Nah, I know I was. I, I wasn't oh. that good and stuff. The only reason why I got good, I worked hard because my dad was like, for every point you score, I give you a dollar. Uh. <laughs> so then I started working hard on my game and um, was he just bunking you or did he really give no, you he gave, gave me the money, he okay, gave me the money, he gave me the money. He gave me it was um it was sixty seven dollars. Damn the first the first year. So okay. it was cool. But I, I I picked up the last couple of games. I scored like ten points like two times in a row and stuff like that and then and then he gave me sixty seven dollars. Then next year, um I scored too many points and it was it was over. He <laughs> was like, nah, you're gonna <laughs> yeah. bankrupt me. Yeah, it was over. That's crazy that you remember that. Yeah. You must have been what? 10? Yeah, I was like 10 years old, yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. That was a lot of money for a 10-year-old. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then, so you were playing, you know, in the street. I know you made a name for yourself in the street. Yeah. Playing ball. What? How does How does the rest of the story go? Like, how do you go from St. Rita's to progressing into kind of like the high school phase of it? I mean, just, I don't want you to skip to high school, but yeah. like, how, how, what fills that in? Well, just, you know, just playing basketball every day, pretty much. You in, know, in just hood, going to just staying, staying in Queensbridge, playing basketball, going to the Reese Center, playing basketball from 6 to 9 at night. You know, I never really did, like, individual skill work. I just learned how to play on the fly. But like, that I wasn't self, really a thing back then. Yeah, I self-taught myself. Right. Like, my dad, like, him and Ron was on the court together. Me, I was always by myself learning mm-hmm. how to play. I go watch Hakeem Olajuwon, um, highlight tape or whatever, and then I'll go – and, and look at Trying the moves and, and, and make it happen, yeah. That's why my footwork is so good because I studied big men all the time. Even though I'm 6'3", I played a 4 and 5. So, <laughs> oh, I, Yo, <laughs> and, you, and, that, and things that, in doing my research, they listed you as 6'6", six, six, hey, all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you play like a big dude. Yeah, 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 I did. Right? I did. I mean, what, was it really just you studying the big men? What drew you to the big man versus? I was just stronger than everybody. Okay. So, like, that. that's what they, you know. I guess nowadays, if I was if I was back then, I knew what I knew now. I would coach kids to be every position. I yeah. was tall, so they just stuck me down low in the post, right. and that's just that's just how it came to but be. But then, I mean, and like you just said, like unless you get hit a growth spurt, yeah, and you and you grow, call it mildly, like you know normally supposed to, yeah. you're probably gonna be in the guard range. You yeah, know, exactly. You know what I mean? But you start out so ahead of the game, yeah. that people think, oh shit, you're the center. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> how it was. But and it was a center. I was stronger than everybody. I could jump a little bit. So they just stuck me in the low post. I heard, yo, I heard, I heard a lot of things. The consistent thing that I heard from the people that I've spoken to was yeah. strong as an ox. <laughs> and obviously, when people look at you playing, it's obvious, yeah. right? And then I don't know if it's genetic. I don't know if your pops played that way, that trickled down to Ron, that trickled down to you. Like, I don't know how it works. But it's noticeable. Yeah. That y'all are like bully basketball type of guys. Yeah, yeah. So that comes from my father. He, when um, we get in trouble, mm-hmm. we didn't really get spankings like that. He go do two hundred push ups, go do you know five hundred sit ups and pull ups or whatever, or else you're going to get the spanking. I'm and stuff. with it. So that's how I got to be so strong when I was young like that because of because he was the a workout and then he would make you yeah, work he out. would make me work out. <laughs> he would make me work out. That yo, that's great discipline. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, nowadays people might consider that some sort of abuse, but I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with it. I, I, I would do it to my kids. I'm doing it I'm, I'm, as soon as I leave here. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're going to be doing planks and everything like that. <laughs> Before planks was a thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you took you took a lot of liking to, to playing in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, you grew up with a lot of interesting people. Yeah. Uh, and bef- and before before you, there was a lot of cats basketball-wise yeah. that just rang bells all over the place. Yeah. How was that dynamic? Because you got... I mean, Queensbridge on the hip hop scene is yeah. known through a variety of rappers, yeah. right? You saw a lot of that shit firsthand. Yes. The the marriage of basketball and hip hop couldn't have been truer than in your neighborhood. You're right about that, right? <laughs> yeah. How did how did that manif- Like, how did that whole interaction take off? Like, how did it happen over there? Well, because all the all the rap stars sponsored the basketball team ah, in Queensbridge, okay. so that's just how it happened. Um, so basically how Queensbridge is, what, what made Queensbridge different than me growing up, especially on the basketball scene, yeah, you got the hip-hop scene and things like that, but the basketball scene was crazy. So growing up, it's six blocks in yep. Queensbridge, you know? And, um, North and south side. Of the- yeah, exactly. 41st to 40th side. I'm on the 41st side. Right. 10th Street. They got 40, the 40, 4108. Yep, 4108, yes. <laughs> one C and one D. We had a double apartment because there were so many of us in the house. Uh. <laughs> but Queensbridge, so think about it. They got... 18 and under, 15 and under, 12 and under, 10 and under, right? Mm-hmm. Every team got a block. Every team every, got a team. Every block got a team. Every yeah. division. Ooh. That's how much talent level was in wow. Queensbridge back in those days. And it was all, fl- like, you had people, like, not and making the teams. No, no, no. Like, everybody made the team. Everybody was on okay, the team. Okay, everybody okay. was on the team. You know, if you played basketball, you was on the team. Got it. You know what I'm saying? So, you couldn't, now, if you wasn't from Queensbridge, you couldn't play. The name of it was called Block to Block. Okay. Because it was Blocks versus Blocks yeah. and things like that. Like, it was, it was. How did that even get set off? Because that's dope. Like, you, you I came in, I came, I came in, there. I came in young. So, like, when right. I, when I came in there, like, I don't know how it started. But it was there I, before you were even there. Yeah, it was there before yeah. I got there. And then, but my era was the last era that had it really, really going on. It's, yep. It actually really stopped in about since, like, I want to say 99, 98. It really stopped. A lot you, of people, what? they shut down the community center. Ah. And then that's when. Everybody started going another route. Doing another, yeah. things. Okay, I was going to ask you, what do you think was the contribution? But that's very yeah. clear. But it was, um, I tell you this, though, I know that time when I got older, when we was playing 17, 18 and under, that I think that we actually had no crime going on because everybody was on that, that court on 10th Street, on the 40th side of 10th Street, right. watching us play. And then my rival was the 41st side of 12th Street. Mm. AKA they called them Barcelona. They had a team. They played together. They was called Barcelona, named after you know the USA team yeah, when yeah, they went yeah. to Barcelona oh, and stuff like that. Okay, because <laughs> they always won the championships. Like they won. Like I couldn't beat them. I got one title in Queensbridge, and that was when we got to unlimited, and all my friends got out of shape and stuff, and I was still playing actively, and I got one. I got one. How, my, how serious was the conversation? Oh, it was that serious? Like they listen. I could even pull up a um a DM from my from my friend John Hemingway I played against. He always he rags he rags me about it That's all like the time. Brag. They call me they call me the Carl Malone of the hood. <laughs> I score all the points and um, I can't get the, I can't do it. Can't when get it, the ring. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get the ring. You know what I mean? It sucked. <laughs> it sucked. It really did. But that like I mean to this day like that's yeah. that's an important yeah. distinction, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you could yeah. go back to the hood and be like, Nah, I got this chip. Well, no, damn. Yeah. You didn't get this yeah, shit. it's a it's, it's definitely it's, it's wow. the one thing. That's the one thing. Like you know, I mean that 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 I wish I would have done. It's one more in Queensbridge, but you know, it it, it, it is what it is. You and, know. And when did you start playing outside of Queensbridge? I started playing outside of Queen. My first time going outside of Queen, Queensbridge was with um, Aim High. Okay. That was with um, Kenny Smith. Um, they seen that I was doing good things in Queensbridge, so they took me on a um, 
They took me on a tournament. Uh, took me to a tournament in Houston. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So we went. Was out he still there. playing for the Rockets? No. No, 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 no. He was done. No. Yeah, he was. No, actually, yeah, Kenny Smith was still on the Rockets okay. back then. Yeah, he okay. was. So, but you know, we they took they took us they took a, a bunch of us to Houston, and we went out there. We won it. We played against like you know Booby Gibson. We beat them and things like that. Mm. And we went undefeated. Booby Gibson ended up getting MVP over me because <laughs> I got one technical foul. So you bugging. Yeah. So the first game. How happy were you? I was upset that I didn't get the MVP. You ain't go nuts on nobody. That's that's further. That's yeah, I did, but it was down the road. <laughs> soon, so what happened soon. was, so what happened was, the first game of the tournament. I don't know this dude's name. All we knew that when we went out there, that these dudes from the south got hops. Okay, they could jump. Yeah, everybody can jump in Houston. So the dude, I gave the dude lane. Remember how you gave people lane? Yeah. You know what I mean? I gave him lane, and um, he rose and tried to dunk on me. I miss, I missed the um. The block, but he missed the dunk. Uh-huh. And he like stared me down. So we go to the tournament. We going through the tournament. We meet them in the championship game. But I got him. Right. So I dunked on him. He fall and hit the ground. I'm just I just stared over him. And I was like, <laughs> what? Just like that. And then I got the technical foul. And then they gave the Kenny Smith hands the MVP to Booby Gibson. Oh. I was just like, yo, are you serious? And then worse. my teammates was ragging on me about it. And then um, we got into it at a restaurant. I wanted to. I think it was um, the Golden Corral. We got into it. You and, and your um, teammates. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of like got, kind of got real physical with my teammates. And they called the cops. Cops had his hand on his gun oh. and things like that. And then it was just like. <laughs> you about to get hit with the yammy over there? Yeah, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Was, yeah, I was, I was, yeah. Because I really wanted that MVP trophy. Of course. I really did. I really, I did so well out there when I was in Houston. I played so well. I was having like, I think my lowest scoring point was like 31. Shit. Or something like that. Yeah. I was putting in, I was putting up numbers out there and like, I really wanted that trophy. You got robbed. Yeah. And then we all knew who Bowie Gibson was. Right. You know what I'm saying? You so, still keep in touch with Bowie? No, no, I see him from time to time, but okay. he still he still gets on me about it when oh, I, the last time I seen him. That's yeah. where I was going. Yeah, but <laughs> it was cool, it was cool when he when he when he was like when he when he said it in front of LeBron though, so that was cool oh, okay. and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I have a, I, I, there's a lot of NBA players that I went up against that that you know that's part of the retire and stuff like that. And then right. every time they see me, they they, they show me they, they give me my props. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I heard your brother say Ron Artest say yeah, my brother could have been a pro if he wanted to. <laughs> and he, I think he also went as far as saying he's a better basketball player than I am. I think with, um, like when Ron says stuff like that, I wish he would have said it to me instead of saying it to everybody else. <laughs> he was one of those type of things. But right. me, I like to hear things like like positive stuff like that yeah. and make me work harder and things. So I wish that he would have oh, said. Oh, you that. mean at the moment when you was yeah, on I the wish rise. he would have said. I wish, wish he would have said that to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like because Ron never really seen me play like that. Everything was word of mouth because our seasons everything ran parallel. Right. And stuff. Right, so right, 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 right. he never really got to see me play like that. But he was hearing, like, he was hearing and stuff like that. But then when we got to working out together, and he seen like how for real it was because I used to train when he was with the you know Pacers and stuff like yeah. that. I trained with him out there, and uh, I was getting his teammates. Like I dunked on James Jones, something vicious. <laughs> I probably dunked on like almost every uh, every one of his bench teammates. Okay. When we was working out. <laughs> yeah. I got. You, you ain't talk shit like y'all. I'm coming from oh. the spot. Ron didn't like it because, yo, this is their gym. You know what right. I mean? Which is like, because we're in their practice facility. Right, right, right. I'm dunking on them and talking Mad cash, shit. Talking shit. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and Ron was like, you can't do that. This is their place. I'm like, all right. But then, but then Ron gave me the wink like, yo, get him. Good shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to, though. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. But did you, did you feel like people's... <laughs> I'm just thinking through what you just described. Like, <laughs> motherfuckers are getting... <laughs> <laughs> handled in their house. Exactly. 
did it did it fall on them like yo we fucked up like we letting this dude come to our house and, and terrorize us or nah, i don't think it was like that because okay. it was competitive nba plays always looking to get better anyway right, right. so Still like we, we yeah yeah so we 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 in there getting better we in there six in the morning mm-hmm. you know we're working out four times a day so we was we was in there Shit. we was in there getting better you know and this was like you know during like when um it was like before ron got suspended and it was during the suspension and everything like oh, okay. that like you know, so yeah, we was in there getting better. They ain't, they, they didn't mind it at all because I wasn't disrespectful. Got I just it. Like, oh, it was just ball. Oh, yeah, it was, it was just ball. ball. I wasn't like yo, you know, f whatever. It wasn't like that. Okay, it was nothing like that. That's good. Yeah, it was just basketball. It's re- respectable basketball. Yeah, respectable <laughs> and stuff. But it was cool dunk on an NBA guy. So that was my reaction when I dunked on him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you yeah. Were, oh shit, I did that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's my <laughs> first one. Yeah, it was right on James Jones' head. <laughs> that was your first, that was your first. <laughs> that was my first dunk. James Jones. Well, I, I caught Ron too. Okay, I caught Ron too. But he don't count because you he guys don't count. Grew yeah, up together. yeah. But I caught him. He never caught me though. But I caught him. Oh, he never caught. Oh, you. He, he ain't catching me because oh. I foul you. Try to dunk on me. Yeah, you go, I'm fouling you. Fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm fouling you every time you try to dunk on me. I'm trying to hurt you. That's 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 right. how my no. You're not going to embarrass me and stuff. What what was the rule? I, I saw the documentary Quiet Storm. Right. By the way, those of you who have not, shame on you. It's on Showtime. It's very well done. Yes. Uh, I've seen a few basketball documentaries that lacked. Yeah. They took the time to get this shit, like, yeah. tell the story right. Yeah, they did. And I love the rapper cameo. Shout yeah. out to Noriega. That was, he made me laugh a lot. Yeah. And people would be surprised that Capone, my cousin. Uh, that shocked <laughs> me. That shocked me. Um, but, like, there's, like, this unsaid, unwritten rule, no layups. Yeah, it's no right? layups, yeah. Which means that you're doing everything in your power to not allow somebody to score a layup. Yeah, exactly. I know your brother, well documented how he plays. Yeah. I've seen clips of you. Yeah. That's like, that's everybody in Queensbridge? Like, that's everybody. But what, I, like, so what? You either spot up for a three or you going in and you're going to try, you're going to pray you, you score a layup? Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. It was fun, though. It helps your game. Oh, 100%. It helps your game. It makes perfect um, sense. I think it, it, it started from the, older, from the older guys. Okay. You know, growing up. It was like that with them. So we just carried on that tradition. Uh-huh. I mean, now the tradition is gone, though. But, you know, but you know, coming up, that now was people tradition. don't even play defense. Everybody wanted to shoot threes now and stuff mm, like that. So it's we, like, We're going to talk about that. Because yeah. I know you guys. I, I, I troll you on uh, Instagram. I see yeah. your opinions on things. Yeah. We're going to get into that. <laughs> So, so how, take me back to, to high school. So, how high did you school? end up? I never played high school. Well, did you? Or did I you never played in high school. At all? The only time I played high school was AU. I never played for a school. I never tried out school, or nothing. You, right. But you yeah. attended LaSalle. I attended LaSalle. And while I attended, Lenny Cook was out there. It was after Lenny Cook. It was after it was Lenny, Lenny Cook. Me and Lenny Cook played AAU together, though. Okay. Yeah, that's my okay. guy right there. Okay, so some of my sources are incorrect. Yeah. Because I was trying to find out how... How you guys fared, but you weren't on that team, so I can't no. boast about how St. Raymond would dominate LaSalle those years. Oh, because you weren't there. No, but so St. Ray's Ron dominated St. Ray's. No, there's no doubt. During his, but era. this ain't about Ron. I know. I just throwing a little, I'm just throwing a little troll back out there too, because you trolled me. So I'm just throwing a little bit of troll back out there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's funny because I never really, really seen Ron play at LaSalle like that. I went to a couple games. I've only seen footage. Yeah. Real grainy ass. Yeah, footage, yeah, 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 yeah. I but wish. the documentaries noticed that they had great footage, they right? I'm like, where's this right. games at? I want to see them. That? Yeah. <laughs> Which, yo, ballplayers need to keep coming out with these joints because I need yeah. to see these things. And we need more, um, honestly, we need more um, video footage of all these basketball players coming up and everything like that because, like, if somebody make it, like, they got to have a, 
We need the a real. The, yeah, you gotta have a real. I yeah. think you need a real. I'm not a fan of the reels when everybody's training though. Yeah. I'm not a fan of people nah, nah, nah. filming. In game stuff like in game stuff is different. Yeah. But when you practicing and everybody just because you know I be I see somebody in a workout with their phone like this. Yeah, right. we at the gym. We working. Right. You're not, you're working, not really then. working. No, you're, you're not, not working. working. That's the problem with social media. Like yeah. I love it to an extent, but you become a slave to this shit, and then yeah. it's like everything's about the look. Everybody want to be a social media celebrity. You got these social media celebrity trainers. I don't know what they're talking about. They do? Yeah, they got social media celebrity trainers. I'm not gonna call them out. I should, Stop. but I'm not gonna call them out. But you know, you know, they be you know at the mellow gym. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. They coming out. Yo, with, why you throw ch- ch- mellow shade? Yo? T- oh, <laughs> that was just fun stuff. That's just fun stuff. Mellow, mellow's great, man. That as was just fun. Because when we say what, because they 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 hated on my man Jeremy Lin when Jeremy Lin was hot. I'm mad about that. They was like he didn't deserve the contract. I go tell another man, a man don't deserve the contract that's he had. True. That true. he took a, a chance of an opportunity and took and had New York on fire. Yeah. That nobody never had New York on fire like that. And that's then true. they they publicly came out. I think J.R. Smith said it, and then yeah. Mellow Collins said it. That he didn't deserve whatever contract he was going to get. So right. it was cool seeing him win a title. When they, when they it doesn't chip. matter. It doesn't matter if he didn't play much in the finals or at all. You can't say you could call you. I put champion underneath that name now. That's true, but so. he also proved that he's not a scrub. Yeah, he's not right. a scrub he's at all. A scrub, no, so he's a great player. The pick his, his pick and roll game is insane. It's nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For the for that for that that insanity. Three weeks was it? It was amazing, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, he was on fire. <laughs> he's the best player in the league for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> But yo, you killed me. You yeah, killed no. me on social media. <laughs> yo, he got like, that Jeremy Lin got a ring before Melo. <laughs> and he got a ring before Chris Paul. That Jeremy Lin is a champion. That's it's crazy. That's crazy. No, and then they're talking about McCall. He's a three time champion. He's a three time champion. <laughs> but the first three time champion since Shaq and Kobe. Right. <laughs> it's nuts. That's crazy. So you, you played AAU throughout your high school years. Yeah. <clears throat> you play with folks like Julius Hodge. Yeah. You play with, you mentioned Lenny Cook. Yeah. Play with your brother yeah. at some point. I don't know if it was high school. It was, at, it was at like Rucker Park. It wasn't during high Rucker. school years. Yeah. You, you played at a tournament, right, yeah. in Harlem somewhere. I couldn't tell you what the oh, point is. Oh, I know exactly where you're going at. It has something to do with the referee. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I did it. So, he, so here's, here's what I heard. Tell me if this is accurate. I, I can even tell it for you. Go, go. Cool. I got fouled really hard, and then the referee didn't call it, so I spat in his face. <laughs> I did I did. <laughs> what? Do you regret that decision? At the time, I shouldn't. Did I don't? Reg- I don't regret it. I don't. Okay. I don't. You know why I don't regret it? Because it was the hood tournament, and the referee was. It was. He was from there, was and from it was the favoritism. And I'm like, ref, uh, control. Please control the game. That wasn't it's when you spat at him. It wasn't no, the I, first time that y'all had. Like you was like, it was yo, the first time. It was the, no, the during the game. Up. During the game, like it was getting dirty, and so how that you know how those courts was back in the day with the rim, and then the pole is directly yeah, 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 with right it behind it. Yeah. So we getting like pushed into it and stuff like that. And I'm like, ref, all right, you got to do something. Right. So he he's not he's not calling the game. So I lost my cool and I. I did what I did. And what happened? Nothing? Nothing He just happened. took it and yeah, well, I mean, kicked what you out the game? Yeah, what he was going to do? He threw me out the game. He wasn't going to do nothing about it, though. <laughs> it's not the first time I did it. Like, I did it in L.A., too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the referee the referee was like, they were the same thing. They playing physical. I don't mind the physical play, but when somebody's jumping, you don't undercut them. When it's nah, getting dirty, that's, that's the issue I have. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't mind you playing physical. You can do whatever you want, but when you're trying to play dirty, that's the issue I have. I don't mm. want to get hurt. I didn't come here to get hurt and stuff like that, especially if we just playing in the tournament for free. Right. I'm it's not trying to get hurt. Yeah, so yeah. the referee, he <clears throat> he was like, well, you act like a bitch right now. The ref said that? Yeah. Oh. So right. um, okay. I said, okay. And I spat in his face. And I was like, do something. <laughs> Set okay. it. Set it off. Set it, B. So I'm banned from Equinox in L.A. Just that one gym. <laughs> I can't go back. 
I, I regret that. I, re, I regret that. I regret doing that one more because, like, they actually let me in. They gave me a free membership. Uh, so I felt really bad. And you I were re- significantly older than the first. Yeah, I was significantly about. older. Okay. Yeah, I was okay. 30. No, no, no. It was, yep, I was, I was 29. Oh. Yeah. But my anger is always this. It just pops up and stuff like that. But I just don't like being dirty. But when he did that, it was, first of all, from the, the being playing dirty yeah. to the, the, the referees doing that, to the, to the referee doing the insulting or whatever. So it was like, it was just like, it was just. A lot. Yeah. And I'm not really good with him. Well, I'm better now handling it than right. before. So it's just, it was just like that. I yeah. see, but that's instigating. So I'm not necessarily upset. Yeah. I'm not upset with that. Yeah. But the, the, yeah. Like, you know, they started, I don't start, I just come play basketball, but if something starts, then if somebody's going to try to test me, then I'm going to test you back, and um, I'm going to see where you go with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you, if you, if I'm already about, you saying something to me, and then if I want, if we trying to, now it's like, all right, cool, now I want to fight you, but then if you don't want to fight, then it's like, all right. So now what? I'm going to have to make you fight, so I'm going <laughs> to violate you. That's what I'm thinking back in the day. Now it's different now because nobody put their hands up now, so I don't I don't roll yeah, around like that. It's so true. it's different it's now. So now I just be like, you know what? It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so you played for Sugar Hill in the Rucker. Yeah, first team. Okay. Wow. Yeah, first team. Yeah. So, and you play with your brother. Yeah. On that team. Yeah. You play with Julius Hodge. You play with a butter. Yeah. A few cats, notable yeah. names. Yeah. There's a game against. I'm not sure if it was Terror Squad or Bad Boy. Where your brother gets fouled real hard, probably on some dirty shit, and (laughs) you guys, I don't know, some shit gets talked or whatever, and then somehow you and your brother run up on to the bench. No, it wasn't like that. I was playing against Ron that game. You were playing against Ron? I was playing against Ron that game, and then Ron got into it with one of my teammates. I forgot who it was, and then I I had my brother's back. Okay. That's how I ended up with the nickname, Uh, The Guardian. uh, That's how I ended up with the nickname, The Guardian, and stuff like that. So, yeah, like, you know. Um, this is why people And hold on Let me get this out the way Please Everything y'all hear about me Is true And it was back in the day It's, it's not now Well see it's not <laughs> I was just about to make the point that What you read on the internet May not actually be true Yeah Because no, no, I no. had the facts cons- you know, yeah. Kind of twisted right yeah. now Yeah That's all I'm saying Yeah <laughs> But yeah You being a hothead You already said a couple times yeah. But again Like it, it, It's all in context right Cause, Yeah Because if you just a hothead For the sake of being a hothead That's one thing Yeah but if you defending, you you trying to be fair about shit. Yeah, I think, granted, you probably can handle shit differently. Yeah, but I'm, I put myself in your shoes. I would probably act the same exact way. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily mad at it, but yeah, okay, we're adults. Probably shouldn't be acting like that now. No, no, no. You know what I mean? No, you just you know, <clears throat> you gotta, just got out the way. You gotta figure that shit yeah. out. Uh, so you mentioned you used to be a high head. You're better now. Yeah. What what steps have you taken to improve in that in that area? Um. Well, I just owe owe it to my girl. Actually, mm-hmm. she talks to me all the time about it. How should I react and stuff like that? Well, that was actually some some situations I got myself into recently, is like two years ago or whatever. Where um, you know, she'd be like, "Well, now, because um, I got into some situations at West Fourth. Mm-hmm. We playing basketball, and then everybody, you know how it is, and yeah, foul, and yes, yeah, yeah. you know, get crazy and stuff like that. And then she'd be like, "Well, I, I work up there." You know what I mean? So she was like, if now if you're not up there and they see me, it could be like this or whatever like that. So now I'm just thinking like now it's, I'm thinking bigger than me. It's affecting you know more saying? than just you. It's that's affecting true. more than me. Yeah. So she actually helps. She, she actually helps me through a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah. So I, I, I owe all the credit. Shout to out to, to to the lady in this life. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I, I could I could relate. Not that I have a reputation of being a high head, but my wife is like my rock. Yeah, like she helps me make better decisions than I originally yeah. intended. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, dope. at the end of the day, like they always say, the 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 biggest fan of your team is your girl. That's you know true. What I'm saying, 
That's, that's the one that, that give you the she's your she's your, your therapist, she's your confidant. She's, you know, what I mean, sometimes she even be your bank sometimes too, <laughs> especially when you down. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So like I owe her a, 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 everything, you know what I'm saying? That's dope. So like, you know, one one of these days when um, you know, I'm in a situation right now where I'm going through um some some personal stuff, but mm-hmm. once we once we come through it, uh, you know what I'm saying, I'll make her name change a little bit. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, yeah, she know. She know. Oh, she going, even if she can't even say no, anyway. You know. <laughs> we, it's funny, we met at West Forth, too. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, we met at she West She was Forth. working out there, and then... But she was on, she was, it was fun. I think that, um, I, f- I forgot how she said it. I either think that she had a date and, like, it, uh, got stood up or whatever, or she was supposed to go out with her friends. I forgot what it was. Yeah. But then, like, I came back to New York to get my passport because I was going to China. Ah. And um, we met. I went to go play ball at West Forth, and then we met, and then like we've been together for going on five years now. So, oh, congrats! Yeah, so yeah, that's dope. So wait, we skipping a step here. Yeah, yeah, I know. We are gonna go back. Indiana. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Indiana. You, how how did you end up in Indiana? Well, Take when Ron got traded to the Pacers, okay. um, after that first season, um, he moved everybody out there. So that's just how we ended up in Indiana, gotcha. pretty much. And then you was balling out there. Yeah, it was balling out. I was balling out there. And how many years were you out in Indiana? I want to say thirteen years. Shit. Yeah. So that's kind of second home. I kind of yeah. I kind of consider it home actually. Okay. I miss it. I ain't gonna even lie. Wow. Yeah, I miss it a lot because it was quiet. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it helped me too. You know, cause I went out there as a as a you know hothead and stuff like that. But then like you realize like it's the environment that you're in. It's always so high stress. Yeah. Even like I be I came back to New York um five years ago. And I feel like like I'm going back. Sometimes I feel like I'll be going back to the stuff that I was doing before I left New York. Yeah. So it's like so high stress. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bouncing again. Making a move. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. But, like, were you hesitant when your brother was like, yo, everybody, let's go to over? Nah, y'all all I was trying it. to get out of there. Okay. I ain't Because we were still in Queensbridge. Even when uh, I was in the NBA, okay. we were still in Queensbridge. Yep. So, like, when we had the opportunity to go, we was out. Okay. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting out. And so you you were playing basketball out there. Yeah. How was that experience? Because I know you played for some some pro teams. Yeah, yeah, I did semi pro out there. Indiana's a great basketball state. Of course, it's the Hoosier State, baby. Yeah. That's, that's it. Oh, they got some ballers out there, man. For but real. like skill cats. Yes, skill. Oh, yes, okay. none of that. Listen, a team from Indiana won in the Midnight Run Red Bull Tournament a couple oh, years I back. Didn't know that? Yeah, a team from Indiana. I, they, we all played on the semi pro team together oh. and stuff. So they, yeah, a team from yeah. Indianapolis won. Indiana, you know. I, I, I'm gonna go off the head. Who's in the NBA right now in Indianapolis? The brothers, um, Plumley, yeah, brothers, Mason Plumley, the, the Zeller brothers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mike Conley Jr., Zach Randolph, George Hill, um, Jeff Teague. Oh shit, I didn't know about Teague. Um, who else I'm missing? There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. I'm missing a bunch of them. I'm missing them. And Jeff Teague's brother, Marcus, he played in the NBA for a little second. Mm-hmm. He played in things uh, like what's that. that league. Um, be on he, the, he on the G League now. Oh, okay. He in the G League now. But it's a, it's a bunch of them. It's like over 15 people active in the league. NBA, yeah. You know, Greg Oden's from Indianapolis yeah, too yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. Yogi Ferrell. Uh, um, Tra- Yogi Ferrell plays on Sacramento, I think, right yep, now. Yep. Trayvon Blewett. Trayvon Blewett is um, and Yogi Ferrell actually play high school together. And stuff. So um, there's a there's a yeah, there's a, I there's a bunch of shit. there's a bunch of NBA um, from Indianapolis. So you got respect for them. Yeah, that's, of that's course, of okay. course, because the, the leagues was always good. Like even like the programs was good and stuff like that. And then um, one thing about Indianapolis, the basketball players that's different from New York is that everybody be uni- unity. Everything's unified. You know what I'm okay, saying? It's all siloed. Yeah, and yeah, it's all side. Yeah. So like you know, all these basketball leagues, there's only one in Indianapolis. Ah. There's only one. You know what I'm saying? So like everybody combined. Yeah. And there's only one super league out there in Indianapolis. That's Ill. You know? Yeah, what, it's really nice. What do you think? I mean, in the street ball, they call it dust ball. 
Dust Bowl. Yeah, I Dust Bowl. But I don't. Yeah. Know, I didn't know it was related to basketball. Yeah. What do you think is gonna take? Because like we talk about this with different people on, on the show. New York's back in your when you were growing up. Yeah. New York was a hotbed for basketball. Yeah. Right. Now you can't say that the game is. We can't call New York the Mecca anymore, as much as I would love to. Ooh, that's tough. It's I think, tough. I think New York is the Mecca, or still, because everybody be hitting me up from out of state wanting to play. Yeah? Like, you know, I got three teams uh, out here teams this summer. You, you rocking with? That I got three teams out here that I'm Talk about with. it. You know, we're in LES, we in Gersh, and we in West Forth. And, no Dykeman um, team? No, I wanted to get in Dykeman, but they never responded back. So we had our, we damn had, it, Kenny. We, we had our money early. Like, probably the first one. We had our money in, like, damn near, like, what, March? Oh, shit. We was ready to just give them the fee. Like, this, we want in. But maybe next year. We'll, we'll get in next year, though. Okay. We'll get in next Yo, year. Yo, let me know if you need a plug. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, seriously, no. <laughs> we want to no get juice. in there. I ain't got no juice. It doesn't matter, man, you know? <laughs> that we want to get in. We want to get in there. We want we want, we want indictment and stuff like that. That's we were supposed to be in Hoops in the Sun, but... um. You know, some some things happen where players don't want to play in Hoops in the Sun because it's so far, which is unfortunate. So I, right I, there, I know but a lot of people come from Island, further down, further back, oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? So it was like we had to, I had to cancel the last, like, this past week, and it started this week. Uh, so, you know what I mean? I only, I'm only bringing that up because I know they was talking about me hmm. or whatever, saying, like, kind of, like, you know, question my character and stuff like that for oh, something that's out of my control. Okay. I can't do nothing. If the team don't show up. If the team don't show up. So that's, that's not on me. And I apologize to them a lot, but I don't want them to be trying to throw my name and something like that. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to feel like like a part of me be like, yo, I should just go up there and come speak to them. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, like don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, we could talk like a man. Like, don't talk behind, behind my, my back. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to me. If you have a problem, you have my number. Right, you know what I'm saying. You know how to reach me. I'm always I'm active that's on true. social media. That's so, only fair. Yeah, that's all. But you know, it's all good. You know. Damn. So okay, but but from those, pl- you're talking about more like a semi-pro type of team that you're yeah. talking about, right? Yeah. But when you talk about like from just the high school perspective, yeah, right, which was like the the lifeblood of New yeah. York sport, New York basketball. Yeah. It's it's so fragmented now because kids go away to prep they go school, away to prep school and all the shit. You want, want me to blow your mind real quick, please? I didn't know. Um, Mo Bamba was from Harlem Me until either. I seen the NBA draft and they did a um a little video on him like he's from King Projects. I said, what? So yeah. all this time I heard about him for all these years. He's from New York. Nobody kept him in the school. And this is why New York is bad right now because we don't have we don't have no more like um the recruiters and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? To like even if they going, I know people people recruit to get kids in high school and stuff like that. I know that right. we don't have like a prominent AAU guy no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them go into college. They want to go further their career right. personally, which is cool. Right. You know, like Derm, Derman Player, he kept everybody in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, Kenny Pretlaw from Riverside Church, he kept everybody in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't really leaving like that. You right. know what I'm saying? But now you got kids that's Amazing, Hamadou Diallo. I didn't even know he was from Queens. I didn't know he, yo, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? It, like, should, it should be known, bro. Like yeah. that's nuts to me. Like I knew he was a New York area kid, but I'm thinking he's from like upstate like, somewhere. Yeah, and then like they had Hamadou Diallo Day and Left Rack Projects, and I'm like, <laughs> how? How? He's from Queens? <laughs> Y'all let him get away? Like what's going on? So that's that's I, I hear what you're saying. So that's why I kind of say like the New York is not the mecca no more, but we still getting pros out there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah. We still getting pros. I mean, the summer tournament tournaments be popping. Yeah, but like the regular season of basketball, yeah. like, you hardly know. I yeah, mean, not to, not to discount because I I've, I've been watching a lot of that. Yeah, you know, uh, on the Catholic high school level, the, the kids are ferocious. Mm-hmm. Like, There's a lot of talent, 
but the hype around them is not as substantial as it used to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that's one of the things I'm hoping that through this podcast we can start shining a light on the problem because, like, it's what you just said. Like, if we can figure out a way to get home grow these kids, yeah. they leave these neighborhoods with a locked-in fan base that's yeah. going to take them wherever they need to go. What we need is um, we need more basketball trainers to um, to train these kids and not want nothing in return. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This is these kids' parents that's sending them away. Yeah, that's true. Something's being Something's wrong. You know what I mean? We got we got we need more trainers that that has no affiliation to sneakers to to AEU programs that just want to make these kids better. So right. like, see you know them I mean? succeed. Like um, only one I know that do it, and that's um Team Footprints. I never that's heard her, of um, them. They from Queens, Tali Brown. Oh, I know him. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Mark Williams. Mark Williams oversees everything, and um, they the only ones pretty much that don't care about your affiliation with anybody. We need more trainers like that. Yeah. To, to change the game, because everybody always talking about you know they 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 want money. It's always money, money, yeah, it's money, a fee money. All like over that. the place. Everything everything's about money and trying to build. Cool, yeah, you want to build your brand up, you know what I'm saying? But you know now, but when kids is leaving the city, their parents are sending them because it's a better opportunity else somewhere where we're right. in New York. Opportunities are endless here, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, why are you sending them? Why are you sending your kids to Pennsylvania or you know or down south or stuff like that to play school ball? We right here, you know? Yeah. But hopefully one day it'll be fixed. Hopefully, but I'm I doubt ho- it though. I'm hoping. Don't, I, don't doubt it. We got. I doubt do it because of social media, man. Oh, if it wasn't, shit. you yeah. know, social media. Everybody want the likes. The more likes you get, the more, the more traffic. You know, what I'm saying, you, the more you, 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 you look, build yourself up and stuff yeah. like that. So it's gonna be hard. It's, it's gonna be hard to have, you know, people of, of, of good character and, and value and good morals. I mean, it's, it's less and less <laughs> just generally outside yeah. of basketball. You yeah, don't see yeah. it as much. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be hard. <laughs> so you are a Spurs fan. Dog, yes, I am. How the fuck does that happen? Lloyd Daniels, man. Lloyd Daniels oh. is the legend, man. <laughs> so like, um, Lloyd, an, I want to hear this. this Lloyd is, Daniels, um, I know him, but yeah, like, he. Well, one of my um, my, one of my childhood mentors named Kenny Ito. Okay. Um, you know, played high school with Lloyd Daniels, and he always talked about him and stuff like that. So when I seen Lloyd Daniels on TV playing with Spurs when I was a kid, I was like, all right, I like the Spurs. <laughs> and yeah, it just grew it from close there. To home. Yeah, it just grew right. from there and stuff like that. So yeah, I wish I had a cool story like yeah, that. Why I love the Knicks. Cool. The Knicks. Stop it. Just just let's move on. No, 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 no. no I got I got to I got to You're a Nick Basher. No, I'm not a Basher. <laughs> I just think that the Knicks organization are the greatest drug dealers of all time. <laughs> that's a new that's a new I'm going to tell you why. Let me hear this. Because all right, I'm not familiar with drugs like that, but from what I be watching on the wire yeah. and stuff like that, you know, the stepped on drugs is the worst kind of drugs, right? right? But during like the the stepped on drugs is being sold the most right now because the Fiends are just chasing that high. Uh-huh. You know, the Knicks will get to the playoffs and you know, they want that high again when they got to the finals at yeah. the eighth seed or whatever. They've been chasing that playoff high all the time. And then all in all, they're they not getting what they want, but the sale is still going through the roof. Right. Tickets is expensive and stuff like that. And the Knicks don't care because they're making money. You know what I'm saying? Don't, they, don't, sure. they, don't, they don't care yeah. about the fans. They don't care about nothing like that. They just want to keep making money. Mm-hmm. In order for the Knicks to get right, I think is that people need to stop showing up to their games. Stop letting they selling out. They go what? They lost what sixty something games this year. They were sold out pretty much. Forty one sold out sellouts again every year. What the last eighteen years something like that? They sold out a game. Can't even buy a ticket. I, I agree one hundred percent with that. It's almost <laughs> like you got a boycott not going to yeah, the game. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. One hundred percent. But these fucking tourists will not allow that to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's the unfortunate reality. Yeah. But I will let me ask you your, your opinion on the front office. The front office. Um, I don't. So Steve Mills and um, Scott Perry, GM and the president. Yeah. Um, what do you think about them? Not you. Not too, d- too, too deep into what they're doing. 
No. Okay. They need Masai Ujiri up in there, man. Yeah, so. They need somebody. They need a name in there. Somebody that can get things done. He, he, you would, know? Never, he would never come to New York. They need the, the money. Will mm-hmm. long. If they you give, give a piece of the team, like the Wizards yeah, are talking. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. That's crazy. That I mean, but that, that's what but it that takes. wasn't even with the Wizards. It's called. Um, they're not even trying to bring him in with the Wizards. They're bringing him in under the Montementor Sports. Oh, that's thing. right. That's right. With that's the parent big, company. Yeah, the parent company. Teams. They're trying to. Yeah, they're trying to bring him in like that's that. Right. That's which right. is that's going to be tough because you get uh, you get a piece of equity. You know what I'm saying? And the NBA, you know, that's money. You own a team, no matter that's how forever. bad you are, you're making money forever. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Small market, big market, and stuff like that. I hope you get it because it'd be great to see a yeah, brother it, in that position. It would, it would be. I would, yeah, it would be. You know, there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of lack of, of of brothers and ownerships in sports and things like that. Like yeah. the whole Magic Johnson situation. I just think that sometimes that the Lakers don't want a brother in a high office. You think? Yeah. I don't know about. In, I just think Magic's case. Ma, ma, I just think that I just think that it's in all sports. I don't think they really I mean, want I mean, us. Like think about it. You can't. You would never get in football. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> You can't. You will never get That's in football. That's impenetrable for sure. Yeah, you're not getting in football. I just think there's always like a glass, um, it's like a glass ceiling, ceiling for all minorities and things like that. I just feel like you know they give us the entertainment power dollars, but they're not giving us the power mm. that we actually need to make things happen. But why do you think they have to give it to us? Like as opposed to like us earning it. We can't. We can't earn it. You don't think they give us an opportunity they, to earn who, it? Who who runs everything? <clears throat> Like no. if you wanted to own like your like a major like a major TV station network or something like that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the situation with the Big Three Ice Cube, somebody oh, somebody's blocking them right yeah. now. Like you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like so that's why it, it, it got to be given to us. We ain't gonna be able to to take. We ain't gonna be able to move these people out the seats and stuff like that. Mm. That's just my opinion on things. Like nah. that. you know what I'm saying? You know what? I, I, I that's definitely a thing. Right? Yeah. It's, I'm not discounting that. Yeah. But I also feel if you take. And this is like my hope and dream. This might be just wild bullshit. But look, you take, <laughs> it's going to need some sort of like dirt coming out on Jim Do- James Dolan. I don't know <laughs> if there is, but that, that, it needs that kind of shit. Then you got LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and you know the Banana Boat crew. Yeah. They pull their resource together a few years from now, and they come and buy the Knicks. All right, but do they have the money though? They can get it. All they got to partner up is with a with a, a yeah. hedge fund investor. Okay, 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 of, you okay. know what I mean? Okay. Silent partner on the low. Yeah. Again, it has to be some crazy shit yeah. for it to take place. I, but that Knicks, that would change. The Knicks sell would be crazy. It would be nuts. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter how much it costs. It would be worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but ten billion? I think it's gonna cost the Knicks. I think they're like <laughs> at eight now or some eight? shit like that. <laughs> so let's call it twelve in a few years. All Whatever. Right. I don't care. The money will be there. They'll yeah. make their money back. But having that opportunity is is kind of changing the game from, yeah. from what you just described. Yeah. Right? And I think the Knicks' fortunes would immediately yeah, flip it would, it would. Or, or go straight down. Or the Knicks' fortunes could flip immediately as if if, if ownership just stopped meddling into the affairs of It looks like that's team. happening. It looks if like If they it. do that, you could pretty much – people want to play in New York. You know what I'm saying? Do you do you really believe that? Yeah, I think people want to play in New York. I mean, you, New York City. you've been closer to NBA players than I have. Like, have you heard them say yeah, shit like that? People want to play in New York, but due to the fact of ownership, meddling affairs, mm. they sending these PR guys down there monitoring and everything like that. Okay, you read my tweets on it. I know you did your research when I when I when I blasted the Knicks. Yeah, or whatever. They send it. You know, the the PR person will be literally over your shoulder, like right here, while you're doing an interview, just waiting for you to say something crazy, and then they'll just stop you or whatever and stuff like that. It'd be like, and then they'll report back. Whatever. Usually, sometimes even like somebody be in a locker room. And um, they report back to somebody like that. Things the NBA locker room is a sacred place, right? And you got and to when stuff be in. getting out of it. Yeah, exact. There you go, right there. And that's the main issue, right there. That be with a lot of these teams, things like that. When they have somebody just 
in there, and then he's going to report, and then I hear, hear sources of this, this, right. this, and this, things like that, and then that's how shit gets out. Yeah, that's how stuff get out. Damn. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> Indiana. Yeah. Love it. You went to China for for a period of time. Yes. How was that process? What, how, how did you get invited to go to China? Oh, um, my brother asked me if I wanted to go, and I said, yeah. And <laughs> That's then it? I just had to get my passport. <laughs> I had to get my passport renewed, and um, then I yeah, ended up going out there. I went out there. I played on the tour with Tracy McGrady, and then we played against the other CBA teams out there. And um, when it was getting ready for their season. Right, their preseason so, yeah, tune-up. So, yeah, their preseason tune-up and stuff like that. So Yeah, I was smacking them? Yeah, we were smacking a lot of them because um, – only two, only two foreigners to a team, right. and the rest was Chinese local guys. Right. So yeah, the competition really wasn't that good out there, hmm. or whatever. But so, and they so, played to do what I mean. I mean, the, the foreigners they shoot whenever they want. I think Eric McCollum, CJ McCollum's brother, yeah. he gave us like sixty three points one game. He can ball. Isn't he the one that scored eighty two points TNT tournament? The yeah, 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 him, yeah. yeah, him, yeah. He scored eighty two points in China. How long ago was that that you went out there? This was two thousand fourteen. I was okay. Out there, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I know he's been playing overseas for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's really good. I he like him. He gave y'all sixty-three. Yeah, points. he killed us. Shit. He 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 he. He's not a he's not a joke. No, he could like, score. He scored just like his brother. But the thing is, he's six foot. Got it. And CJ six four. Mm. So that's why he's not in the NBA. He's just as good a scorer as his brother. Yeah, I've seen him. By, I've seen him on the by tournament. Far. Wow. His he can score. He puts that ball in the basket. So you were real. one of two Americans on the team you were on? No, no, no. We was all of all you of us all was came Ameri- together. Yeah, we all came together. Yeah. Got it. And then we he was already playing for the Chinese team. Yeah, yeah he, so he was, was already out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like so Corey Fisher was Corey Fisher was out there playing with Al Harrington. Okay. And things like that. Um Well on our team, I don't really know it was just a bunch of just regular guys and stuff Got like it. that. But um well, you know, they like we played against a bunch of the other dudes um that was there. Like Ike Diago, he was on the team out okay. there. They had this other guy named Charles Gaines. Mm-hmm. And um Charles Gaines, he's from Philadelphia, but he's always leads, he always leads China in scoring. Okay. Like like thirty eight, thirty nine points. He was, yeah. The game before we played him, he had sixty and twenty nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sixteen. Was Starberry out there playing? When yeah, you yeah. Playing? He, we didn't play against him though. We didn't play against him, and I didn't play against Ron when I was out there. Okay. But um yeah, but um that Charles Gaines, uh, he was he was he was. He was he was Problem. good. So when I read the stat line, it said he had sixty points and twenty nine rebounds, and it's like, well, Artest, you gotta guard him. I was like, what? <laughs> Serious? But then when I got in the game, and then I pushed him, and I felt like he wasn't strong enough. I was like, oh, okay, cool, it's gonna be fair. Uh, it's gonna you be checked fun. him early. Yeah. So um, you locked his ass down. Hell yeah, I locked him up. They was calling me Locks on the, on that was my nickname. So I'd be every time they don't score, I go like this, throw up the X. You know, like my man Carl Krauser used Word to do. Up. Yeah, Shout I, th- out Carl. I, I throw up the X, and like you're, you're not scoring. Weird, but we'll let you do that. We'll yeah, the X, the X is defense. Know, the X, know, the X is for defense. You ain't going. You ain't scoring on me. You know, what I'm saying you're gonna throw the chains around and everything like that. So, like, because a lot of people like how people play post defense is different from how I play post defense. I like to guard my man as soon as we score. Mm. So when I meet you at half court, and we're gonna be tussling. Okay. So by the time you get to the paint. Because I'm short for a power forward, right. 6'3". So you got to work him early. I'm going to work him early. And by the time he ain't going to be able to – first of all, you're not going to be able to post him up with two feet in the paint. You're not doing that. Right. And then you're going to be tired. So you're going to you're gonna have to figure something else out. <laughs> my man, my man uh, uh, C. Nick was saying that yeah. he'll walk you off the, <laughs> yeah, walk we'll walk, the yeah. bench. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> C. Nick used to do that to me. I used to do it back to him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> We ain't yo, seen Nick. We was just. I wish I would have seen y'all. Yo, play. me and him. I don't know what. I don't know what. Yo, he's funny, man. Because like when we played against each other, it wasn't like like I would have like he never had a good scoring game against me. And I never had a good scoring game against him. Y'all neutralize whatever. each other. We neutralize each other. 
We was just strong. We was, That's I, dope. Think I, I don't think he was stronger than me, and I wasn't stronger than him. We right. just had the same strength. Got it. So it was just like a, a movable force against a movable right, object, right, something right. like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it was fun battling against him because now I know when I go up against some other guys that wasn't as strong as him, you it do, was it was it was fun. And I know I feel like he has to feel the same way for me. He, yo, when he was on here, he yeah. he bigged you up for sure. Yeah, because like we 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 had our we had our battles. It was fun, but we never bump heads though. Right. But I knew it was like I sensed like it was like it wasn't a rivalry either because we really we didn't play against each other that much. Yeah. But we knew we knew each other like all right, he's gonna be in for a this, long this night. This gonna be a long yeah. night. Yeah. But we never got to the point where we we're gonna tussle with each other right. or nothing like that. Right. It was always like a healthy respect, respect. and stuff like that. That's, that's my guy. I like what he's doing with his family and everything like that with yeah, his brother. Yeah, yeah. I Somebody that tequila too, so I know when he re- yeah. when he hears this, that Yave yeah, tequila, give me that Yave, man. man. You know what I'm saying? I don't drink. I just want to have one in the house. <laughs> we gonna see if we can make yeah. that work. I'll buy it. Just give me the link. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want I want him to personally give me one, and I'll buy the other one just to support the business. You, <laughs> you know hear what that? Say? All right, that's what we do here. Perfect. <laughs> so you playing everywhere you played. Yeah. Who would you? Who stands out as like your toughest opponent? Yeah. It threw out, and there's probably more than one. But like, who who would you say is the standout? Uh, Jelani Perry. I don't you know, know who that is. From Queensbridge. Mm, tell me more. Uh, he passed away a couple oh, years ago. Recipes, big dog. You know, but he was my biggest rival ever. You know, like when, we, when I was telling you about the Queensbridge tournament, yeah. so I couldn't win. That dude right there, big, big he was man, equally as big. Like he was equally as big okay. and stuff like that. He was nimble on his feet and stuff. But he was more of like a Dennis Rodman agitator. Yep. And he used to always get in my head. All the time, and I couldn't. It was nothing I could Did do. Did y'all about get it. to blows? Or? Nah, never, okay, never. Okay. Nah, it was never like that. But it was got funny. You off, your game? off the court, we was boys. We was great friends, and um, he he was just like he was just he just knew how to play. He knew how to play the mental part of the game. He used to get me off my game and stuff like Damn. that. Yeah, him and um and his family and everything like that. And um, like they used to have coaches on all four corners of the court and things like wow. that. Was, yeah, pit bulling you. Yeah, it was court. crazy. Yo, that's a great strategy. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was a great strategy and stuff. You know. So, but yeah, that was like my big. Oh, your blinkers on. My blinkers. Oh, oh. Sorry, sorry. Um. Yeah, and another um another rival I had in college was actually I don't think I really had any rivals in college mm. after that. Yeah, but, we didn't talk about that yet. We gotta get it. So you mentioned you didn't you didn't play high school ball. You were no. playing uh, AAU it's primarily. AU, yeah. yeah, it's AAU. How do you how do you get a, a nod at a scholarship? I'm assuming it was a scholarship, right? Yeah, it was to, a scholarship. College, yeah. To college. Yeah. How yes. did that happen? All right, so um it was the end of my AAU career, it was winding down and I went to the uh, tournament. I played actually at Goucher Round Ball. Okay. When Goucher Round Ball was around. And I won like every award. Rebounder, scorer. We won the championship undefeated. So I got MVP for the, the season and the playoffs mm. and everything like that. So they asked me to come with them on a trip. I went to Jersey and we won the tournament, some tournament out in Jersey. And then they flew me out to Vegas. Hmm. So when I got to Vegas, the coach out there, he liked the way I was playing. He was hearing about me in Rucker Park. He seen me play at Rucker. And I had one of my best games at Rucker, and so um, we went to we went to um, we went to, to to Las Vegas. Um, we didn't win it all, but we made it to like the Final Four or something like that. And then um, how I got out there, he offered me a scholarship on the spot. While you on the spot, there. right? When I was out, when I was out there, and I told him I was like, um, I don't want to go back to Queensbridge. Can you help me out? And he was like, um, Okay, yeah, we we can help you out. We'll give you a scholarship. So. I told my girl at the time, I was like, yo, they gave me a scholarship in Vegas. School's starting soon and things like that. What should, what should I do? What should I do? 
And so um, she was like, well, she made a phone call and got me in touch with um, this boxer. Her cousin name is Johnny McLean. Mm-hmm. At the time, was married to Layla Ali. And ah. they helped me out. So when the tournament was over, Gauchos flew back. I stayed, stayed in Vegas. Yeah. Yo, that I thought you came back. And no, I didn't come back. Nope. I wow. was all on the phone. Yeah. And I didn't come back because I didn't want to go back, you know, go back home and stuff like that. I we, never, we, that and the internet wasn't popping like that. No, it wasn't it popping was like, like that. Right. No. So it, was, was, it was a little bit of junior college website. I think it was one called Juco Junction okay. or whatever that was like, you know. But, yeah, my, 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 my path was totally different. And that's the University of Southern Nevada? College of Southern Nevada. College of Southern yeah, Nevada. Yeah, College of Southern Nevada, yeah. And how long were you there? I was there for, um, so um, when I got out there originally, the season, it was a new school. So oh, a new okay. team. So I got out there the year before the season even started. Okay. So I was out there working out and getting my grades and everything. And I got my GED and stuff. Yep. And then um, it was funny because when the season started, I actually left Southern Nevada. And I went to Iowa or whatever. Why? Because, um, <laughs> you know what? It was funny because... When I got out there, I was uninspired okay. and stuff. I wasn't playing hard and stuff like that. And the coaches was like, they didn't really like the way I was playing. Mm. All the way up until the last week, I was so happy that I was ready to go home and stuff like that. And the last week of, 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 of the school year of workouts, I, like, dominated the whole week. And then he was like, you had that all in you? I was like, yeah, I'm just happy to go. I was just trying to go home or whatever. Oh. They recruited me again over the whole summer. Wow. I told them I was coming back. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back this fall. And I went to Iowa. I flew to Iowa. Then I get to Iowa. Iowa was cool. I went out there because one of my friends, his name is um, named um, Deshaun mm-hmm. from Astoria, and um, I went out there with him, and it, we, we didn't really mesh like that because when I got out there, I kind of felt like he was with the sophomores more than the freshmen and stuff like that. And um, and in practice, we, I was killing him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, we had. A, I just ended up leaving. I actually had a, a hothead moment. In school, I caught somebody going through my bags, and they stole like four hundred dollars and stuff like Whoa. that. So things got involved, and um, I pulled a knife on the on the roommate and Whoa. stuff like that. So the coach, he um actually was like, "Yo, listen, you're gonna get in trouble. So what we gonna do? We gonna get you out of here." And he got me out of Iowa real quick. And then I went to Indianapolis. I hid for like three weeks. Nobody knew where I was at. You was on the run? No, nah, I wasn't on the yeah, run. I, I, I just hid from my family because I didn't want to feel like I was letting them gotcha. I was always getting in trouble for stuff back then. Right. And it would always come back and things like that. So um, I hid out for like three weeks. And then I finally, you know, I finally went to Ron's house and I told him what happened. And like, you know what I mean? He, was, he wasn't really feeling it or whatever, but... I was like, he was like, you gonna have to figure something out because you can't stay here. I was like, I'll get back to school in no time. Called the coach in Vegas. I actually called my 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 my, my Vegas teammate De Niro, and um, I was like, Yo, D Rice, man, you 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 think they'll take me back? And then he called coach and he called me right back. Like, hell yeah! And I went right back out to Vegas. I started out my freshman, the half first half of the freshman year, yep. and then I played in the um the winter the spring semester. Okay. Yeah, so I played in the spring semester and um, I did pretty good. Shit. For the first time, um, organized ball because that's my first time playing right. organized basketball. Was, right, was college, so my first game I had twenty two and nine. <laughs> I'll never forget first that first game. Almost caught a double double. Yeah, first game, and then my mom, my dad was there. That was the only game my mom ever seen me play too. Was wow. my first college game. My dad was there and stuff, so it was cool. It was and cool. So did you end up graduating from there? No, no, I never graduated out of college. Okay. No, I never graduated out of did college. Did you play the following season? No, I went to Westchester because the school, ah, they lost funding. Mm-hmm. They lost funding for their basketball program, so they, they canceled the basketball program. And so I ended up going to Westchester, which um, it was cool. I should have – I went to Southern Idaho first, but then um, I just went there for summer school. But I didn't like it, so I went to Westchester to play. And then I only played the first semester at Westchester – 
on Westchester it was it was different, but team it was it wasn't really like that Not good. Good. Yeah. Mm. Um we had so many good guys at the coach at the time he didn't really like their style of play. Like combo combo six foot five point guard that can pass like he was like white chocolate, man. He look it yeah. in his Instagram. Yeah. That boy can pass. Mm. He can pass, like for real. And he loved passing me the ball. He was but we diving never, you up. Was, yeah. Damn. But we never got to play on the same we never played on the court on the floor together a couple times. Right. That was crazy. And uh, we worked well together, but and then um, I ended up leaving, and I ended up going to um, – I went back to Indiana to work out with Ron. And then um, it was a time – I remember when um, the Minnesota Timberwolves came in before Ron was working out. And then, like, I was beating Ron one-on-one. On one, and then one of the um, scouts seen me. And um, that's how I started my pro career. Hmm. And so, so, yeah. Go ahead. Um, Jump right in, kid. He seen me. He seen me play. And then he liked the way I was playing and stuff like that. You know, just playing. And I was, you know, going after Ron. And things like this was when Ron was at his best, mm-hmm. you know, defensive player of the year and right. things like that. And um, so he liked the way I was going after him. You know what I mean? I was, I was stronger than Ron, so I was able to back him down and do whatever and things. And so, like, the scout seen me, and then um, my, my name got out there. And then I got a call to go play in Yakima, Washington. So mm. I, I tried out for the team. That's nice up there. Yeah, it is. It's cool. It's really nice. It's really nice. It's an um, Indian reservation town. Oh, wow. And so, so they take good care of you and stuff like right. that. So they had us in a nice – Nice, nice apartments and things like that. So I made it to the last cut. I didn't make that team because um, I was still young professionally or whatever, no experience or whatever yeah. like that. So you just practically came off your first organized yeah, ball. Exactly. <laughs> so I didn't really have that much experience. Um, they went with the vet guys and stuff like that because right. I guess the coach only liked older, you know, veteran players and stuff. Right. But in practice, I was really doing really good. Anyway, they was calling me. My name was Tank. Dude, you got mad nicknames. Yeah, they was calling me. Coach was calling me Tank. <laughs> And whatever. I can see that. Yeah. But Yakima, I mean, I kind of understood. They won the championship like three years in a row. Oh. So they had the same guys. I yeah. was, I guess I wasn't taking none of their spots. The put? CBA. Okay. The CBA. It was right, right before it went under. Got it. And stuff. And then after Yakima, I went back to Indiana to train again. And then I ended up playing um, in the ABA with this team called the Kentucky Colonels. I think I'm, I think I'm probably the greatest six man in ABA history because I came off the bench and was scoring like 30 points a game. Oh shit. Yeah. Like my first game, my first game with Kentucky, I had like 36 points off the bench. Where do you score? Where's where's your Point. sweet spot? No, 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 I know, I get that, but I'm saying on the floor, where where do you dominate in your scoring? Down low? Offensive rebounds. Okay, that's what I love rebounding. Right. Offensive rebounding. King. Yeah. Yeah, I would get a double-double just offensive rebounds. Like then going right back up. But your I jump think, shots are pretty slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Well, not back then. Now, 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 okay. yeah. It but they look, I mean, I don't know but what, back then, when these clips were, but they look pretty fluid. Well, a lot of them clips that you were seeing was from um, 2000. China, China, actually. China. Was a big. Yeah, project. China was, was. All right, yeah, China, that was, that was all 2014. But a lot of the Indiana Diesel one, that was like 2012 or stuff like okay. that. Where I really started working on my jump shot and stuff. Because I, I knew I was, I was losing my athleticism. Okay. So you had to switch up. I had to switch up, yeah. So I worked on my jump shot. I, s- I saw you, I can't remember what, who it was against. It probably was when you was with the, um, the Diesel, yeah. Indiana Diesel, Indianapolis Diesel. There was a dude significantly taller by like four or five inches. Yeah. And, yo, your box out game, son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my daughter's 12. Yeah. I try to explain to her how important it is to box out. Yeah. I haven't shown her that clip, but I will be showing it. Because, yeah. like, it was like art. That's all Queensbridge? Dad, like, where where'd that come from? No, like, I let people. All right. So, if the you, ball. You bait the shit out of them. Yeah, I've so seen If it. the yeah. ball, if the rim is right here. Yeah. The ball is always going to come right here. Right. You can stand here all you, you want, it. sir. Yeah. 
The Bulls are going to come right here. It's just simple mathematics. 80% of the rebounds are under the rim. Right. So so you just go with yeah. where Then once I get the ball, I power up. And then, you know, they're going to hit all this and do all that. But it's still going. Yeah, we're still going up. <laughs> yeah. We're still going up. Rebounding is – I learned how to rebound just by, you know, different cultures and things like that. That's so. my fa- – yo, yeah. Charles Oakley is by far my greatest – Favorite all-time basketball player. Yeah, yo, why do everybody like Charles Oakley? Everybody oh, loves Charles Oakley. I've never come across nobody who say that. <laughs> like when people say, "Yo, my favorite player," is always like somebody you would expect. No, New York people love Charles Oakley. Oh, it's like that dude embodied New York. Yeah. Him and Mace. Like, dude. Man, Mace, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Rest in peace. Yeah, Mace was that dude, man. He was. Yo, I, yo he was like the biggest small forward ever. He's humongous. Yeah, he, was he humongous. has. Yo, yeah, and I, yo, people used to be deathly afraid of him for yeah, good reason because the dude was massive. I want to know, man. I think to, man, if we was to have those players play today, like Mason would be a nice small ball four man. Like, kill. He would. Be, he would kill Draymond Green. Yes, I think so. Easily, even though he's like the closest thing I think these days to what those guys were. Yeah, Draymond just with better shooting. I, uh, I think Draymond overrated, honestly. You think so? He can't play good one-on-one defense. He's a great, no, amazing team defender. He can't. You see what Siakam did to him? Yeah, killed him. Siakam Body destroyed him. That's another one you got to be careful about. Siakam's going to be... Siakam's going to be a lower-level Greek freak, I think, personally. Yeah? Yeah, that's his game. He played that all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but, but he he can defend yeah, yeah, yeah. well. Yeah, I like him. I wish more people would. Yeah. But back to you, sir. Yeah. ABA six man in history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So ABA it was games that I was having like 30, 28 off the bench. Um one game I had like 41 off the bench and stuff like that. It never started me. Why okay, why not? I don't know. I guess it worked. Oh, <laughs> I guess like, yo, he, he. I guess it worked. So um after after the ABA, you know, I ain't played that many games in ABA because it was I just felt like it wasn't it wasn't really worked. I wasn't getting paid and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get paid. So I ended up um just going to Germany. I played a little bit out there, but I got homesick a lot. Yeah. So I didn't stay out there that long and things like that. Well, Germany was, was, was it was cool. It was my first time around, you know, playing team ball and working on passing and everything like that. Just not working on a post. So it was all new for me, right? And stuff like that. So that's where I really started, like you know, getting the basis of my game down, like you know, being more all around and working on developing the jump shot because I constantly just stayed down low, right? So when I got to Germany, that's when they really helped. That's when I got to see the European side of basketball. Say how, how was like, that? Compared to like the gritty, because it was that type. summer. It was that summer where um, the USA team started losing. Okay. Uh, I want to say it wasn't the Olympics. It was the it was World Championships. The World Championships. That's when they was losing and stuff like that. And then like you know they was just like yo Americans this that and other. So I took it to heart. You was getting it. Yeah. <laughs> my first my first pro game in Germany. I had thirty seven points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had thirty seven points. My first Germany game. He was like, yeah. U.S. what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was letting them know. Because the coach was like, I guess the agent that I had told the coach I was 6'8". And then, like, <laughs> I get out there, he see me at 6'3", or whatever. And he was like, and I was like, um, he didn't like me at all. Coach didn't like me at all because I was short until he see me play. Right. Then he was like, oh, okay, we wanted something here. What, <laughs> what they forgot in the paperwork was he plays like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. You know, so, things get lost in translation out there. So how, how was that experience in Germany? I mean, I know you got homesick, but like playing. Oh, playing was cats. fun. The, 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 game, the, game, the game was cool. The mm-hmm. game was cool. You didn't find it like weak compared to the U.S. type of ball? Um, They big men wasn't as, as 
as good as I thought they would be. It's just right. always like they guards and stuff like that. Um, but they big men can shoot. Right. So you gotta play defense, or else you, you know what I mean. You'll get you get you get lit up out right. there and stuff. So um, but did the, you transition well though? Because like you you used to being down in the, in the paint. You yeah, go I, out. Wednesday was just like you know since I was an American, they let you score whenever you wanted right. to score. So I just took advantage of it. I worked on my weaknesses and and things like that. So um, I transitioned well. Cause that was like my first time really like being like a lead guy on a team where I could just you know come and and go and and, and shoot without looking over my shoulder mm. and things like that. So that was that was that was a cool experience actually. I just got I, should, I just wish that I didn't get homesick. It was my first time away and things that like that. Because I pulled you away from yeah. like I asked to leave. <laughs> wow. Yeah, did did you leave. end up going back overseas or or was that pretty much your? That was pretty much that was pretty much yeah. um that was pretty much it before um China and I, but I trained in Greece for a little bit. Damn. With the um, team terrible, son. Yeah, right. <laughs> I trained in Greece with the Olympiacos for a little bit or whatever, just to um, just to train and, and work on my game and stuff like that. But for the most part, Germany was like really my only um, overseas thing like that. Whatever. Hmm. Yeah. So you you posted some a few months ago. Yeah. That touched me, and it, it was it was it was a video of you by the basket. I think he was you know doing some sh- some drills, shooting or whatnot. And oh, Mother's Day. Maybe. I dunk. I was dunk. I dunked the ball. There you go. Yeah. But you had you had confessed about yeah, yeah, yeah. some things you've been going through. Right. Yeah. yeah Depression yeah. was the most notable thing that you yeah. were talking about. Yeah. Um. And like I told you before we started recording, like it felt very genuine to me. Like not yeah. on some like feel pity for me, but like shining a light on something that you've been struggling with for a long time. Yeah. For the benefit of others. Yeah. And and. I would love to hear kind of what that whole experience has been about. Well, um, I kind of reached out about it before on Snapchat, actually. I was just posting little messages and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I just decided to face it. and um, You just woke up one day and was like, yeah, you got to deal with this? Yeah, but then it was, it was weird because when I started facing it, that's when everything came out. Right. Like before it was normal or I thought I was normal. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? When I realized, I didn't realize I was going through all that stuff, and then I was just facing things from like my childhood and things like that. And um, it just, I used to have breakdowns in the middle of the night, and my girl used to be like, you know what? You know, she didn't know what was going on, and I finally told her right. or whatever. And then she was like, you know, just go through it. It's just like, you just like, like any, like just going through any storm. I'm still going through it as of today, right. honestly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know when I'm going to get through it. I still have my days where I'll be good one day, and then there'll be days where I just don't be good. Mm-hmm. Even in the same day, I'll be good, and then two minutes later, it'll just be like, mood just changes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I just felt like writing about it that day um, when I went to the court, and I was like, let me see if I can still dunk the ball. And mm-hmm. I did it, and then I was just like a wave of emotion right there. That I was like, oh, Sam, that's cool. I can still dunk the ball and stuff like that. And I, at my weight, I was heavy. Yeah. Well, I'm still heavy now or whatever, but that was just, you know, but I didn't even know I was weighing that much, you know what I mean? Like almost 400 pounds and shit oh, like that. because you had just stepped on the scale too and you was like, oh shit. Yeah. Ah. I still dunked the ball. At, I was 387. Damn. And I dunked the ball off the have vert. You, have you come down now since? I'm still the same. I'm trying to, but I'm eating way better. You, you don't look 400 pounds to me. No, no, no. I know. I know. I'm, I'm eating way better. Okay. I'm just not working out as much. Okay. I'm just so big. I'm moving, so I'm just doing all those right, crazy right, stuff. Right. I really haven't had the time to work out like I want to, but I'm eating right. So that, that actually counts. Time. Yeah. And stuff. I'm eating way better. And you can see the, the mood change and things like that. But I just want people to, you know, you know, don't don't be afraid, man, to go through your storms and things like that. You know, look at Hurricane Katrina. It happened, and then what happened the next day after Hurricane Katrina was over? Sun was out. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... That's what I want people to know. Like, it's okay to go through your stuff. Yeah. It's okay to to feel like like 
like those like those feeling those type of feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, don't suppress them. Like you got yeah, you can't them. suppress them because you su- I suppressed them and um almost uh, like you know I thought about taking my life a couple times. I did. Wow. I admit it. I did. But you know what I mean? Like once when you walk when you walk on the George Washington Bridge. You look nah, down like you ain't about that life, B. Nah. <laughs> Especially. They walk right back. <laughs> but I nah. did. I literally did that. I wow. li- and that's going to be funny because nobody knows that. So whoever listens to this podcast is going to know that. I almost tried to take my life last year. Wow. And, like, my girl going to find that out now. Shit, bro. Yeah. I hope you never go to that place again. I would never go to that place again. I went to that place, and obviously, you can't you can't go to that place again because if you would have went to, actually went to that place, you would have did it. Done, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I look down. I just did. You know, I'm thinking about my kids, and it's a selfish thing. I always, you know, what I mean, I see, I read about it and things like that, and it's suicide, a selfish thing, because you you mad whatever's going on in your life, you're gonna just take your old life or whatever. What to try to make things better for everybody else is not. It's gonna make everybody else is gonna right. be worse. And you know what I mean? Like I got four kids, right? You know, and I want them to look up. Look, look at me as you know their hero or whatever and things like that. So why 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 um you know leave this earth? You know what I mean? Stick it out. It's okay. <laughs> I it's, mean I I don't know what you've been through, but I can I can safely assume it could be worse. Yeah, right? it could be worse. Well, like my whole thing with, with me going through what I was going through, and um like a lot of people don't notice. Like my girl, she knows about like the situation. Was like you know just growing up in the same house as my brother. Yeah. And, like, I kind of grew a little bit resentment to Ron back then because of, like, he got all the attention yeah. growing up. That's understandable. You know, you grow up in a house with somebody that's, you know, top five in the country. Megastar you know, in the household. It was crazy. And it was a game, like, I think I, I, it was a jam. I was in junior high school. I will never forget this. I scored 66 points one game. Hmm. And I came in and I told my mom. And, like, nobody cared. Wow. <laughs> like, nobody cared. And I was just like, damn. And, and then, not adding on to that, um... We had a bunch of people living in the house. All my sisters started having kids. Right. Oh, damn. So I, I was coming and going as I, as I pleased. I, was, I never had a curfew mm-hmm. or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so well, you, you weren't the baby, were you? No, I was number five out of um, Seven? 11. 11? Yeah. So Yo! it's a lot of attention that, that wasn't really being Give divvied me. out the right way mm-hmm. and things like that. And I, I'm not one to tell people what to do, but yeah. like, have, like your brother, right? I'm... Again, please watch Quiet Storm. This the movie, the documentary was really dope. Yeah. But, you know, your brother's story is well documented as far as like, you know, being a high head, his yeah. success as an NBA player, all these different things. <clears throat> and his approach toward trying to resolve his own, you know, mental health issues that he he acknowledged. He went the path of ha- finding a doctor to help yeah. him, right? I and I first and foremost, me, I don't know if I could be I call it man enough to yeah. go seek out a doctor's help. Yeah. Right? He did. And I've just on that documentary, I saw a, a growth yeah. through the telling of that story. Yeah. That I think it, it paled like championships and all that other shit yeah. pale in comparison to the yeah. growth that he. Like, for you to be able to be man enough to go and talk to the dude that caused you to be suspended for so much time. Yeah. And now you're friends? Yeah. I had issue with that, though. I, I, I totally understand. Like, when I seen that, like, every time I see that dude, like, that John Green character, like, I just want to just rip his head off, honestly, man. I get it. Because, like, it's just, it. everybody think it's cool, like, like you go to, like, somebody's laying down on the table or whatever like that, trying to exercise the things that he was taught. Yeah, he was trying to chill. And then you throw something on him, where it could have been, whether it was beer, water, you could have peed in it's a cup. It was, it was disrespectful. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and it cost Ron a lot of money. It wasn't the money thing. I just felt like that part, I, I wasn't there to, to protect him. And I kind of mm. felt bad about that. 
and stuff. So that kind of like when I seen that documentary thing, like that kind of like like rose some emotions again like that because like you know what I mean I love my brother yeah I love everybody in my family right you know and then like I wasn't there that night I, you know what I mean to help him get through that situation yeah you know what I'm saying because like I just felt like you know. He was alone, even though you know he had a lot of his teammates had his back, or whatever. Sure. Like that, I still feel like he was alone because when you seen Ron, like in that when he was on the paces, you seen me. You know what I mean? I was right there with him, mm -hmm. you know. And so I just felt bad. So like how I dealt with it was, um, like when he asked me to come to Indiana, I went. I went to Indiana again. You know, what I mean, Cause I was. I was. I went back to New York for a little bit. Yeah. And then um, he he when he he went to Indiana. I mean, when I went back to Indiana. I was training with him. We his his sure suspension that, year. Yeah, his suspension yeah. year. We was there. We was there. We was training. We was going hard. We went to LA to train. We trained in Nashville, Indiana, whatever, New York. We went everywhere to train. I was right there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I just felt like I had to do something. So, like I you owed him or something. I, yeah, I felt like I owed him. Wow. Or stuff like that. And but I, have you have you explored the path of working with a doctor or or? You I just do, but these young the doctors, man, I need an old doctor, honestly, okay. an older guy that don't care about who my brother is. Because every time I call, they want to talk about it, That's and true. it really has nothing to do with what I'm dealing with. What you're going through, right? Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. I mean, it does in a way, but there's a relationship. But that shouldn't a, be a all of what you're talking be all about. about. I don't want to talk. About, I don't want to have a sidebar conversation nah, about nah, it. No, 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 you missed so, the point. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of hard to. So I haven't, I haven't really, I stopped actually looking, and I'm trying to find it myself like you know just like you know help yourself you know, so my girl she know my girl mom she you know she helps me that's a dope, lot bro. and stuff like that's that dope. she helps me so brother this is crazy Shit. man <laughs> yeah I, I i mean i kind of knew it was gonna get a little deep because you was like yo we're gonna talk about what yeah, we gotta I'm talk about to, i want i want people to i want people to watch to watch to listen to this or watch it or however they 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 get to it you know what i mean to know that it's okay to have you know your peaks and valleys and things like that. And just knowing that, like I said earlier, that after the storm, the sun shines again. You know what I'm saying? And that storm might last forever. but is it, I mean, not last forever. It's going to last for a long time. But it never lasts forever. Right. You know what yeah, I'm saying? You get through it eventually. <laughs> you get through it eventually, yeah. You know? Yo, Daniel, man, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I would love to... Have a part two at some point. Yeah, definitely. I might even come down wherever you move to. Yeah, definitely. We might have to do something there. Definitely because I vow when I get to South Carolina because I'm moving to South Carolina. Everybody. Oh, okay, I didn't want to mention it. It's but all right. It's on you. I'm moving to South Carolina July first because I, I it's, it's going to help me. Good. It's going to help me because I knew like when I was living in Indiana. Yeah. The peacefulness it helped me. Right. I came back to New York. It was all high, it was all high stress. I need to be in a place where I need to get away. Get your zen on. Get my yeah for real. And then I made a vow to myself that I was going to lose like 120 pounds. When I get out there. Because I'm not used to being this weight anyway. My playing weight is 265 pounds. And okay. that's why I'm going to go Oh, back so to. you've been there. So this is, yeah. you just got to get back. You just got to get back. Let me yeah, tell you something. I, I'm not, I've never and had. And that help, and that help, that. Um, no, no, no. Being the weight that I'm in right now. Yeah. Like today, I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid of a minute. I'm away. I weighed in at 387 this morning, right? Okay. Being at this weight and like, you know, I don't like the way how I look in clothes or how I look with my shirt off and everything like that and whatever. Like it, it gives you a whole self-esteem issue crazy. Mm. I never was one with self-esteem issues until I gained weight. Okay. And it's like the worst thing ever. And, and then it piles on because then somebody see you. They haven't yeah. seen you in a while. And they're like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, you know, you know. And I don't like to hear that stuff because me personally, I can't deal with, um, you know, being talked about and being insulted and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And you just can't run around punching a fight in nah, the face. Right, so, right, right. so you got to, um, you know, I deal with it. And I, I just 
I just tell my girl, like, you know what I'm saying? Let's, I don't go out no more. Mm. I'm not outgoing personal one like that because I don't want nobody to see or, yo, you big and this, that, and other. Right. You know what I mean? It hurts. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Works. You know what I'm saying? Like, as big and strong as you are, when that shit hits your mind, it's over. Right. No matter, it, it'll get you. So, you know what I mean? So that's why, I like, like, when I go down, so I could go around people that I that never seen me before. I ain't got to be judged or nothing like that. And you just get to work. Do and I just get do. to work and do what I got to do and come back. A whole, a whole new person and stuff like that. So that's 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 like one of the main reasons why I want to go down there, things like that. Yo, and besides that, um, you know, the rent matchy. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm rooting for you, fam. Yeah, definitely. I know you make it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But yo, again, thank you for coming out. Yeah. Um, dribbling down. So so happy to have you. Yes, sir. And uh, yo, let's build, baby. Yeah, definitely, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. And um, love is love. Love is love. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S. And that's the end of the podcast. I would like to thank Dribbling Dimes for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for giving me a platform to speak and open up and talk about my life. I would like my subscribers to go subscribe to Dribbling Dimes. They have a lot of amazing content. If you love New York City basketball, this is the podcast to listen to. They talk about a lot of things, NYC basketball, street ball, AAU, you know, everything. So salute to Dribbling Dimes, man. Much love to y'all out there, right? Until next time, peace.